Stephen, I have a question for you. And I, when I read this question first on the World Wide Web, the first person to come to mind was an interesting person such as yourself. Hmm. So here's the question. Should I take that as flattery or slander? No, flattery. Right. Flattery. So the question is, how do you become an interesting person? Someone <laughs> asked this question on Quora. I like that question. There was a wide range of answers, but I'm just curious about what you're at. You're, you've clearly had an interesting life. You've done lots of different things. Uh, how do you become an interesting person? Well, I would say the first step toward becoming an interesting person is to be the kind of person who asks the question about how do you become interesting, right? Because I don't think it's a natural appetite for a lot of people. I think a lot of people don't think about interestingness as a big asset. Why do you think that? Why do I think that's true or why do I think that Why do you think that people most people are, don't care about it for themselves? You know, I, I, I don't know. And I'm not even sure I'm right. I'm, this is just a, a theory. I think that... I remember when I was a kid and... I used to, you know, had, had to do, like, odd jobs and stuff. And, you know, when I was in my young teens, I guess, started doing all this work for a little bit of money, painting houses and bailing hay. And I hated it so much. And I hated it because uh, my mind, it was boring. And my mind didn't have anything interesting to engage in. It's like if I was playing music or playing sports, which I happened to like. Now, obviously, people have different preferences. Like, I wouldn't get bored. I was into the music. I was into the sports. Even school, I was pretty into school. I liked learning, you know, pretty okay. But then when I would do these physical, you know, like menial jobs, which I kind of had to do, I would get miserable. I'd get depressed um, because my mind felt like it was just in a little cage. And I thought to myself then that it was kind of a drag to have a mind that wanted to go outside of the little cage. And I thought it was kind of a curse to, like, want to be curious and want to learn things. And I found myself wishing for many years that I had a different kind of mind. And so I guess I came to the conclusion that, you know, there are different kinds of minds, certainly. There are minds that are okay with, you know, assessing what you've got in your surroundings and doing it and acting on it and kind of following the leader a little bit. And then there are others that are more interested in being a little bit more, whether creative or painting outside the lines, whatever. And I'm not saying I'm the most creative person in the world, but I just know that I get itchy and cranky and a little bit depressed if I can't pursue the things that interest me. And so that's what I've, you know, tried to build my life and career around. And that, so if I'm an interesting person to other people, that's not for me to say. I just kind of get interested in what I get interested in. I read about it. I write about it. I talk to people about it. Then I kind of, you know, spout it back as a writer and doing radio. But that's how I think you become interesting if that's your goal is um, you, you know, ask a bunch of smart people questions and at the kind of level of a, you know, very bright eighth grader and good people often like to explain how they do it. Then you gather that up. Well, two points on what you just said. One is you gave the exact answer I thought you would give when I thought about you for this question, which because I've... In other uh, words, I'm, I'm a little interesting, but more so predictable. Exactly. <laughs> very predict you're a predictable, interesting person. But, but I've seen your career over the years, and what's made it such a great success and what makes your book so great is you ask thousands of great questions to the people you sort of 
pursue as subjects for your articles, your books, and so on. And it's not like a BS sort of thing where you just interview. You see a lot of interviews in, on TV and in the magazine and so on that feel like the interviewer is not that interested in the interviewee. But you are sincerely interested in who you're interviewing, and that allows you to listen better, ask better questions, do better research. And I think you find out more things, and you and that's allowed you to build a career asking better and better questions to better and better or more and more interesting people and that you you almost inherit it's like a genetics thing it's almost like you inherit their genes of interestingness when you talk to these interesting people like look at the people you talk to for for economics or or, or your other books has been fascinating. Well, look, A, you're nice to say all that. B, you're n- mostly not right. I think my questions are probably not better or more interesting well, than Well, I've a lot been of a subject other- of your interviews at, in at points well, and you and I couldn't believe how interested you were in your questions and in my answers and that was very flattering to me this is like or I'm talking now what 15 years ago right so that struck me right away well that could be true I think well I will say one thing one of the reasons I always liked journalism my dad was a newspaper man my mom wrote never professionally but she was a really good writer and we did have literally a family newspaper. I was the youngest of eight kids and we had a family newspaper. It didn't last that long, but it was like a thing. And I just, from the time I was, geez, probably five or six, I thought that the dream job, if I couldn't play professional baseball or be a rock star, that I would want to write for a newspaper. And the reason I thought it was so cool to be a journalist, I loved, it wasn't newspapers that I loved so much as it was journalism. And the thing I loved about it is journalism is an excuse to go up to anyone or seek out anyone you can find and ask them the questions that you would never right. ask them if you met them on the street or even if you're at a dinner party, you can ask them. And I'm not saying they need to be like probing or that they need to be trying to evoke something that's kind of off limits. It's just like, you know, tell me about this thing that you do. How do you do this? Why did you figure out that was the way to do it? How often did you fail before you got there? And it really is just kind of a license to be a busybody. Well, yes, but I'm going to broaden it just a little bit. I don't think you have to be a journalist to be interesting. I think it's the asking questions part that's important. So let's take the dream of being a rock star. Okay, that could be very interesting to be a a famous musician or, or a creative musician. How do you get to be that? You still have to ask thousands of questions. How did others succeed uh, where, whereas others didn't? How did, What happens when you combine, let's say, blues and rock and roll? And then, you know, those are the sorts of questions Mick Jagger and Keith Richards asked themselves every day when, they're, when they were teenagers. So I think asking tons and tons, thousands maybe of questions is how you kind of separate yourself out from kind of the everyday or the mundane to become interesting. So let me ask you this. For someone... You don't have to have answers either. You just have to ask the questions and explore them a little bit. We'll dig even deeper into this question of the day right after this. Today's show is sponsored by Howl.fm, which you know by now is an awesome comedy network likened to being the Netflix for podcasts, brought to you by the same people that bring you all your favorite Earwolf shows, including this one, Question of the Day. With Howl Premium, you get exclusive access to a brand new Howl original comedy series, The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Bertie's 
Botanarium, starring Jemaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. You can follow the journeys of a famous ship known as the Jewel of the Gravy Isles on its mission to find the source of all pleasure in the world, Heaven's Clover. Sounds like no other podcast you have ever heard with a rich, detailed sound design and original music produced by an outstanding creative team from, where else, New Zealand. If you love absurd series like A Series of Unfortunate Events or Dr. Horrible's Sing-Along Blog, and if you love absurd comedy from New Zealand, you won't want to miss this series. With Howl Premium, you also get exclusive access to more than 120 hours of new Howl original miniseries and audio documentaries like The Complete Woman, Finding the Funny with the Sklar Brothers, and Fruit. You also gain access to more than 80 comedy albums, all the archives from WTF with Mark Marin, and every episode of every Earwolf show, such as Comedy Bang Bang and How Did This Get Made. Get access to all this exclusive content on your iPhone, your Android phone, and on the web for only $4.99 a month. And with the promo code QOD, as in question of the day, you can get a full month of free trial. To redeem your promo code, make sure you create your account on the web at howl.fm and enter code QOD at checkout. Remember, to hear the mysterious secrets of Uncle Birdie's Botanarium, along with dozens of original audio miniseries, go to howl.fm. That's howl, H-O-W-L dot F-M. Use the promo code QOD for a one-month free trial of Howl Premium. So for someone out there listening that says, oh, you know, James, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, whether I'm thinking about it for my career, my social life, or my religious life, or whatever, like, I I really think I would benefit from that. How do you encourage someone whose natural inclination is not to come up with questions? You know, somebody who just, like, doesn't, like, okay, let's say someone thinks, well, that's well and good for you to say, James, but you obviously have a lot of good questions. And Dubner, you, you've been asking questions professionally and da-da-da. What if that is not something that I do well? Like, look, I Fine. play music. I have friends who are not musical. And for a long time, it took me, I couldn't figure out, like, how that works. How can you be not musical? Because I'm musical. And you realize they're all different kinds of whatever, inclinations and so on. And then, and that's that gets into the kind of the talent versus the practice thing. So I think that probably almost anybody could be fairly musical, but if it doesn't seem to quote come naturally, those people just do, it's too hard. It's no right. fun. So if I think that I have no quote talent for being the kind of curious question asking person that you're describing, how can I a convince myself that it's not a talent to have, and b how can I get there? Well, I think it's two different things. I think. Being questioning is different than being musical. I think everybody is naturally questioning. That's how we survive in the world. As babies, we we question, what does that word mean? What does this word mean? How can I get uh, milk from my mother? Like We start off questioning as kids. We don't necessarily start off musical or good at sports or whatever. But I think questioning, we sort of lose that ability as we get into the... Can I interrupt? I love, I love what you just said, and it makes me think about a lot of things. I just want to challenge one thing. I don't think necessarily, and I agree with it, I never thought of that before, so I'm grateful for that insight. But then you said, I don't think we're necessarily good at sports or music. But I would I would some even are, challenge that. No, 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 I would even challenge that because the way you're talking about questioning being a natural part of the human progression from baby, right? You're trying to figure stuff out. I would argue that language is music. Language, you can't learn language well or at all probably, if you don't understand a little bit about timing, pace, tone, 
Lang- right? Language really is music. And similarly, what is moving your body around, but some version of a sport. And that's what I'm talking about. I think that we do all have the capacity to do a m- anything that you see somebody do incredibly well. That's not like, let's say, freakish. There, there are a few occasions where somebody has an ability that is almost inexplicable. But I think almost any time you see somebody do something really, really well and think, oh, I can't I can't even come close to approximating that because I don't have the, quote, talent for it, the musical talent, the athletic talent, the language talent, whatever. I think we're misleading ourselves. I think we have it as much as you're saying that we have the innate drive toward or talent for question asking. Yes. Sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to say that, so continue. So maybe that's true, maybe that's not. We all all have some degree of talent in music, sports, all these things. I don't know. And I agree, there's components of music and speaking, there's components of sports and moving, but definitely we were, we were all hardcore questioners as babies and little kids. Like, that's, how we, that's why mm-hmm. we're alive now. We were hardcore at it. And uh, we sort of lose, the, when we have kind of a life that's somewhat satisfactory, we sort of stay, say, okay, I don't need to question as much anymore. Although we still do. We, we read gossip magazines, we watch TV, we watch reality TV, and we explore other people's lives through that mechanism. But I think you could practice just sitting down every day, come up with a topic, and ask questions about it. Give me a friend. Let's say that I'm not me. Let's say that I'm some other person. Okay, okay. And I'm hearing you talk about this, and I think, you know, that's inspiring. Like, I really would like to be more curious, have better questions. And let's give me a topic. Give me a topic. You choose it. Okay. And then I'll try to— Star Wars. Okay, here's here's Harry Potter. Harry Potter. No, 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 no. That's good, actually. Star Wars. Here would be my first question. Why do people enjoy Star Wars? What is it about it that makes some people so passionate about it? I personally just couldn't care any less about it. I look at the the outfits and the storylines, and it's just like it's the opposite of what I like. I don't mean to disparage. I'm just saying it's the opposite of what I like. So the question I would like to know is and I when su- you love it, what is, how do you feel? What is it about it that you love and why? Right, okay, so that's a good example. What's another question? Uh, now we're just we're not practicing answers. We're just practicing questions. Do they wear clothes under their robes or even underwear? Okay, what's another question? Because the questions could be bad too. We're just How practicing. How long did it take her to get the hair to look like the cinnamon bun? That's that's a great question. I, mm. I have no idea. What are the properties of a lightsaber? I know they use a thing called a lightsaber. I know that it lights up and it makes a. How do you make? Oh, is that it? so? I don't know the sound. I can't but do it. What are the properties of it? Is it magical in some way, or is it just an advanced sword? Yeah. So all good questions. So and again, you're not trying to ask necessarily great questions. We're just you. You ask yourself. Uh, you know, you've been asking questions to people for thirty years. So how do you start asking good questions to become? Which is the original question, which is to become more interesting. You have to practice it every day. Pick a topic. And practice asking good and bad questions. Write down 10 questions for your topic and then throw it away. You don't, they don't need to be good. James and I have many more questions to ponder. We're going to tell you what we'll be talking about next time. But first... Hey, quick, don't turn the podcast off. I know you probably left it on by accident, but I'm Arnie Niekamp from Hello from the Magic Tavern. This is what's going on. About a year ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King into the fantastical land of Foon. I'm joined by my co-host, a talking badger. Mmm, chunt, please. And a magical wizard. I am Usador, blue wizard of the 12th realm of Ephesius. His name goes on a lot longer than that, but oh, we don't have so time for names. it. 
we interview adventurers, magical creatures, talking animals, and we talk about buttholes a lot. I apologize <laughs> for that. If that sounds interesting, download Hello from the Magic Tavern. Aye, uh, and then you can join me in my quest to defeat the Dark Lord. Correct, Arnold? Correct. Download it on Earwolf, and the entire back catalog is also on the Howl app. Last thing, don't forget to subscribe to Question of the Day on iTunes. While you're there, take a second to rate the show or write a review. And be sure to catch the next Question of the Day, which will go something like this. Harrison writes, I am a fourth-year medical student who's about to graduate. And there's a very common question we are asked during our interviews for entrance into medical school, and that question goes, is healthcare a privilege or a right? Pick an answer and defend it. 